Welcome to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Your number one Orlando City podcast for the fans, by the fans. Keeping you in the know on all things Orlando City since 2018. Hello, hello. Another edition Orlando Lions Den podcast. Uh, this is your boy, Alex Brown, the swag. I guess that's what they call me nowadays since the beginning of time. But it's the same crew as last week. We got Eddie, you know, doing his thing. He's he's on the the Alex Brown of 2022 schedule, apparently, right now. So he's, he's taking some much-needed time off. And uh, J.J. is... Uh, it's, it's just hard to get a hold of JJ, man. He's just a busy guy. You know, he's traveling with the ILF and doing all his, his TIFO paintings and stuff nowadays. So, so you know, it's just hard. It's hard to go to Kinko's. Ma- yeah, it's hard to match up with time. <laughs> or recycling time. at old Kinko's. I know he's, uh, he's always <laughs> interested in making two poles and stuff now, sitting in the supporter section. So, but uh, anyways, yeah, we're with, uh, we're with everybody here tonight. Uh, we got uh, my, uh, our three boys uh, if you listened last week the four the, the four amigos cleon mike and and mr Ryder. uh Ryder, how you doing brother doing all right can't complain um another draw it, it, we're on an unbeaten streak so that's positive but yeah i'm good i'm good good to talk to you guys again looking forward to talking to the people about everything that transpired yeah not uh you know, we didn't get the winning streak down, but uh, but we're we're making steps, and we are, like you said, on the unbeaten streak. So small four steps. in a row, four small in a row steps. now. You know, six six points in the last four, uh, unbeaten two in the last four, but uh, probably could have had nine or ten or even more than that points. But we'll talk about that a little more. Cleon, what's up, man? Hey, man. Yeah, um. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, you know me, you know me. I'm more of a, I'm more of a. Oh, we only won one of our last five games, type of guy. But um, other than that, I mean, it is what it is, right? We're all getting used to it, accepting it, accepting it for what it is. Yeah, we not in yeah. last, so they're giving us the Pavlov's dog treatment. We're just, uh, we're just getting classically conditioned to to disappointment and uh, and heartbreak. And it's not even like you know the one-one draw where you come back and 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 steal the point. It's these we're giving we're giving away the points at I home. Thought, I too. thought we I thought we had it, bro. I thought we had it. They got you know, me again. They got me again, bro. They got me again. I went a lot into it on the den after dark, and we'll get on into it more uh, tonight. But I'm with you, Cleon. I thought I thought my my mouth was going to be shut all season long, and now here we are again, and it's going to be open again tonight so mike what's up brother man Leon's just sitting here like just when they think i'm out they pull me back in kind of guy <laughs> oh yeah and, and then they pull uh-huh. me right back out <laughs> uh and then they make defensive subs when we need a goal and then uh... <laughs> mike what happened with uh with the the juju and 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 uh you're not going to the match and I'm supposed to win. What, what? Uh, I must have showed uh, up at like the 86. I must have driven by the stadium, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. I must have had blacked out, drove through the stadium about 84th minute. And uh, I, I ruined it for everybody. I'm sorry, guys. I'll let y'all down. You know, something happened there. Something <laughs> happened. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely a disappointing result on paper. It's the fourth team in the East team that 
as a uh, as Don Garber would love for us to say, a World Cup winner on the uh, on the team. You know, all seventeen minutes that he played in seven matches. So you know, got to give a shout to the old soccer Don uh, and plug his plug. So, but uh, let's let's get into our sponsors and we'll move on uh, just uh, quickly. Obviously, with Accurate Mortgage Group. Uh, for all your mortgage lending needs, if you guys uh, are looking to buy a house, if you uh, are looking to refinance a house, which I know is rare right now, but you're doing yourself a disservice if you do not hit up uh, the Gonzalez family, Leo and Maria. Uh, they are uh, super helpful um, and uh, they're, they're going to work for you as opposed to working for your realtor or, uh, you know, or or the bank. So it's, it's uh, really nice and really helpful. They're, they're always giving deals and making sure they can do the best for you. And if you don't know what you're talking about, which 99% of people don't give them a call and, uh, and they'll help you out with buying a house. Um, and then of course, uh, Eddie, the commish, our man, he's got his, uh, insurance page and, uh, he sells all sorts of insurance, home insurance going crazy lately. And then it's kind of like the same thing, y'all. I mean, People that buy houses and then you've got to have insurance. It's kind of like toilet paper. You got to have it. Nobody likes to buy it, but, uh, but you definitely have to have it. So, you know, if you always want to make sure you're getting the best price on the toilet paper, getting the best, best deal. So same thing with insurance. Don't just sit there and let your rates go up and, and you're not doing anything about it. Eddie can shop around a plethora of different companies for you uh, and make sure that, that you're going to get the best price. So if your auto insurance went up, if your home insurance went up, Give Eddie a call, and uh, I promise he will take good care of you. He always does for me, too. Same thing with life insurance. Just in case you, Orlando City gives you a heart attack and you die, at least you'll you'll get paid off. So, uh, And then we have Field Turf USA, uh, the uh, artificial pitches on the side. You know, obviously, real grass is the, is the main uh, go-after in the soccer world nowadays, but uh, they do all, all that uh, nice work on the side to make it look clean. There's less... Uh, maintenance to be done and uh, they do a lot of great pitches across the country for high schools and colleges too so uh, thank you field turf for uh, for always supporting us since the beginning we appreciate you guys um, but yeah let's just dive right into it y'all one-to-one home draw Atlanta uh, what 85th minute goal uh, this is their first shot on on target really really their first attacking uh, of anything in the whole match, to be honest, uh, they didn't do anything really much. We dominated. I thought for the majority of the match, we looked fantastic in the first half. Uh, we did what we had to do. And I mentioned this on the den after dark. Uh, but for the first time this season, I uh, wasn't looking at poppy whatsoever because I felt like I saw a visual change in the game plan. I felt like I saw more bodies in the box. I felt like uh, the uh, the attacking presence was there. I felt like they knew what we knew, and that that was that we were going to need more than one goal to have a chance at winning. Uh, we all thought that we needed more than one goal to tie, which Atlanta dudded it out, and we played really good defense for 85 minutes. And then, luckily, one goal was good enough to keep it. But they wanted the second goal. Let's let's not get it wrong. I mean, and they could have had it a couple times. Uh, the players, to me, completely melted down, and uh, they had a chance to shut me up to shut the majority of people up. Uh, like I said, on the den after dark, if we beat Miami and then we beat Atlanta back to back matches, one on the road, one at home. I don't think anybody has a ground to stand on when it comes to keeping Poppy for the rest of the year. Just my personal opinion. Uh, but they, they left the door open. Now the door's open again. So uh, frustrating for sure. You look at the three matches that we had NYC, 
Miami, Atlanta, five points, nine out of nine. On paper, fantastic. But then you have to remember that uh, we had the lead in pretty much the entirety of all three of those matches. Um, you know, 89th minute goal gives up to New York. We hold the lead for 82 minutes there. Uh, against Miami, we hold the lead for every, I mean, basically the whole time, but we first scored in the 19th and then they only had a couple minutes. But the point is, five points on paper looks good, but it easily could have been nine. And when I mean easily, I mean, we are 12 minutes away, 12 solid minutes away of finishing from having nine out of nine points. It's tough. You know, you want to look at the positives, but that's tough. So, uh, Mike, well, I'm going to start with you, man. I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, to, I mean, are, are, you, are you trying to extract any positives here, or, or are you kind of feeling the way I'm feeling? Uh, dude, it, this one is probably the most frustrating out of all of them, I feel like, because we had them on the ropes, man. Like, we had them on the ropes. We had the opportunities. Did not finish. Players didn't get the job done. Um, and it just, it stinks. Like I'm sitting here looking at our, our home form versus our away form. Um, for those that don't know, foot mob is a great app. Um, great website that you can go to and you can go ahead and sort. What would this the table look like if it was only our home games? Uh, and right now we'd be dead last in the East. If it was just based off of home results, uh, we're two wins, three draws, three losses, nine points. You gotta win. You gotta win your games at home. Meanwhile, OCB cleaning up at home. Four wins, two draws, no losses. Like it's the dialogue. Should we start playing at Osceola Heritage Park? Is that going to give us more of an advantage? Um, realistically, probably no. But you know, it's one of those things. It's just funny to look at because of the fact that you know why is uh you know why why can't we close these games out? Because we all said. This four-game stretch that we had of Columbus, of NYC, of Miami, of Atlanta, we were getting these teams at times where they were vulnerable. We probably all thought that like six points would be relatively good out of those four games, but for two of those games to result in us giving up a late equalizer and us essentially pissing away four points out of that when it should have been 10 instead of six, it just hurts, man. And that's the thing that sucks is both games come down to the thing that I've been saying for weeks on end. We can't, there, there's very few times that we have put together a full 90 minutes this year. We've done it twice. And those two times were wins against two of the weakest teams in the league, Miami and the galaxy. The, the two weakest leagues in the team, in my opinion. Definitely yeah. the two most teams in the most disarray. And yeah, I mean, looking at the fact that a president just got fired at the Galaxy and uh, good old Phil just got fired at the Miami today. Um, yeah, no, 100% disarray. You're not wrong about that. Um, so that's the thing is if those are the only teams that we can put a full 90 together, we, we Got to get stuff clicking. There's definitely signs in the past two games against Miami and against Atlanta. There are signs that this team can click. It's just what the hell is it going to take for it to be a full 90 of stuff actually looking the way that it's supposed to. I don't know. Yep, yeah, I don't. We got 85 and then 89 against New York. It's just so close. I feel like we are making improvements, but. 
this is not the this is not the fun sort of you know there's you could watch a team play and it's fun to watch them get better it's like on paper we're making improvements but this is still not fun to watch us make inch by inch by inch these improvements you know i don't want to improve from bad to mediocre and that just kind of feels like what we've been doing lately so writer your thoughts? I mean, I feel like we're still okay. just mediocre. We, we've still just been mediocre for the last little bit. So I don't think it's even that we're improving too mediocre. It's just we haven't been able to get to find whatever that next level is. Yeah, I mean, so. we went one loss, win, loss, win, loss. It's just, you know, would you rather have – so if you have four games and you go win, loss, win, loss, that's six points. Or you can go draw, draw, win, draw, and that's also six points. So – you know, yeah. it's it's at the end of the day, a little bit more consistency doesn't always mean the results are going to be any better because the, cool. at the end of the day, the results are still the same. Take your poison. Which version of mediocre do you prefer? I don't know. <laughs> Neither. Neither, honestly, especially when it feels like it's right there. Ryder, yep. your thoughts, my man? It's like you're saying, it's right there. It's on the tip of our tongue, but we're just not getting it done. Didn't mean to rhyme that, but it's hard to like be purely positive about it. But at the same time, we're at, at least getting results. But that doesn't always get us to where we need to be. I mean, right now, granted, we have two games in hand, but we're ninth. That that'll definitely change on the weekend. But we gotta we gotta keep the upward trajectory. And like you were both were saying. In so many words, this isn't sexy soccer. We're we're playing mediocre. I mean, let me put it to you this way, and I've been I, I thought about tweeting it, but didn't because I was actually out and about during this match holding my phone and getting disappointed when they scored. And we have to, we had to rely on Kyle Smith to be the solo scorer against Atlanta. And that's a problem when he's the one getting the shots. I know there were a couple unlucky stops um, where Brad Guzan, who somehow some way came back for this game, what made some stops that could have easily gone in. So we were unlucky there, but at the same time, you got to get, you got to get it done. You got to get that. You got to secure that lead because these are the kinds of games, and I've been reiterating this for a couple weeks now, that you have to play a better look of soccer in order to get people in the seats because we've got a long stretch where there's no way. You had 20,000 people in those stands. You're not going to see that for the Rapids, Philadelphia, Chicago, Toronto over the next month and a half. They got to get butts and seats because at the end of the day, it's also a business decision. And what I want to what I want to see is a is more hunger to get a multi-goal lead because we don't have many of those. And yeah, we hold it down and we I I we've had been down over the last couple of matches less than 20, what was it? 25 minutes in the last three matches, but it still wasn't enough. And 
we could have easily gotten nine against three of our biggest rivals, and we didn't. So I will say this to Mike's point about playing at Heritage Park. If that's the case, the club needs to give me some warning because I have a lot of baseball stadium jokes, joke tweets to delete. Yeah, I'd be, I would definitely have to clean up, uh, clean up everything. Uh, as far as my my Twitter's concerned, when it comes to that other club that plays in that other baseball stadium, well, the couple can other clubs that play in the couple other baseball stadiums, I guess. Hey, can we still bring our bigger championship banners at least? We can, <laughs> yeah, we we definitely can, and at least ours, are, uh, ours aren't fun sized. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I I agree with you, Ryder. I mean, it's it, like you said, we're it feels like we're there, but then it feels it's like. It's like what they say, you're so close yet so far away. That's exactly mm-hmm. how I feel. It feels like we're almost there, but then it just feels like we've been doing this for three years. How far away are we? There I feel like we need a doomsday clock because every a couple of weeks ago we were poppy out one minute to midnight, and now we're like we've been holding at four or five minutes. We've been at we've been seeing some peace, and then there's not peace, and it's it's hard to know where exactly we are because a couple of bad losses in the next couple of weeks could send us right back to where we were after the loss to Montreal. So yeah, we'll have to come up with something. I don't think we're one minute away anymore, uh, but uh, I'd yeah, say we're... we're three or four. We've been hovering between three and four for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I could feel that. I mean, four straight unbeaten is nothing to slouch about, especially when, you had four rivalry games, and I thought we were going to get three points. Now we got six points, and it should have been, uh, should have been know, at 10, least seven. Ten. It should have easily been ten, if you ask me. You know, at least yeah, but it should have been ten because we gave away two wins at home. I mean, you just don't. There are teams that literally go entire seasons, multiple seasons, without giving up a goal to lose a win in the final five minutes and we did it twice in the last two games we did it we're two for two in the last two home games doing that i mean there are literally teams that go years without doing that and we're two for two it's just you know and at the end of the day that's a lot of that is the players you know i I mentioned the the pedro thing the pedro you know, Pedro's gotten us so many points, man. He's gotten us so many points. And I think when you, when you, when a goalie gives up a goal, whatever, we should have more than one goal. Shouldn't be so mad at Pedro because he gave up one goal and gave up a tie. Like, but here we are. I am. You know, he parried the ball directly to an inter, uh, to an Atlanta guy and he buried it. I mean, Pedro's known for that. He, he could have, he could have gotten it out of bounds. He could have parried it out. And if we're going back, the corner that they got the goal off of, it should have never been a corner. He's saving a ball that's barely going to hit the side netting. Barely. I mean, it it, it might have not even hit the side netting. That's how, that's how far off Pedro was in his spatial recognition. And he gave them a corner. And honestly, y'all, I'm sitting here I'm watching on TV. I'm obviously not at the game I'm six hours away. And I'd be lying to y'all if I didn't see Pedro unnecessarily give a corner away just like so uncharacteristically so dumb to do it and then go to myself this is going to be a goal i mean this is clear as day you don't you don't get away with stuff like that especially against a team like atlanta you never do we never have 
We never will. You know, it's it's just like Miami doesn't get away with that sort of crap against us. We'll never get away with that stuff against Atlanta. That's the it digs deeper for them. It digs deeper for us. But if we can't dig dig deep enough, we and and make the right decisions. You're gonna give up goals when you give up a dumbass corner in the last five minutes of a game. It's gonna happen. It's just gonna happen. Cleon, tell us. Uh, or were, did you, you you weren't at the match? No, man. Um, so none thought, of us I, were I, there. Huh. No, I was, I, was, I actually um, I had sold my tickets. Then I regretted it right away after doing it. But then the game, then the game ended, and then um, I was like, no, nah, it was the right decision. Um, but yeah, I watched. I watched on Apple. I watched from Apple like everybody else. So um, it's just I, I don't know, man. It's it's honestly I haven't been super motivated to get out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm still I'm watching the matches, sure. I'm not missing anything, but it's just, it's not that fun anymore, bro. And it's like, it's, it's not the so entertainment you paid value. the money and you're not even getting out there. Yeah. I mean, I got my money back cause I sold it, but, oh, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, bro. It's just, it's, you gotta give you a reason to come out. You know what I mean? And so it's like, um, you know, it's summertime kids are out of school. You know, it's like okay, find some, find somebody to go watch them, or or just you know sell the tickets, stay at home, watch on TV, and that's the decision that's been made. Like probably two games in a row at this point, easy. Um, and if they if they had another one tomorrow or or Saturday or whatever, whenever this comes out, um, the decision might be the same, bro. <laughs> so it's like I, I need. It's got to be. It's something's got to be done, man. I, I'll say I'm with you on. on I, I'm not going to put that loss on Poppy. That one. Um, but, uh, while I am happy with a couple changes that have been made, some, some adjustments, like, like, I think the Wilder, I think the Wilder and, and, and Cesar, uh, locking down the midfield together at the same time. I asked that some weeks back, um, um, and it, it has helped with, you know, our defensive solidity, uh, solidity and stuff like that, but, you gotta you you poppy you gotta figure it you gotta figure it out man you gotta figure it out with the whole faku um faku ojeda you you gotta figure it out man like that's 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 your job you know what i mean we can't just give a pass oh oh you know they're struggling to find their spaces that's what i mean that's that's part of coaching that's part of coaching you gotta um i said it before he's a very good coach for teams that aren't that good you know what I mean? Because he he'll he's a coach that that makes you that lifts bad teams up. This is what he did with us. Um, he's a he's a good coach that lifts bad things up, and and can help you play above yourself some. But the ones that have the talent already, he's got a um, he's got to figure that out, man. You can't just let you can't just let that slide with 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 Ohed and Faku and just oh I'll just sit one because I can't figure out how to make them work. No, you got to figure it out, or we're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? And and for right now, we're benching Ojeda and and for Faku who and that'd be one thing if you if you was able to figure out how to get Faku rolling, but you're not doing that either. You know what I mean? A Faku, Faku's been the least productive uh attacker we've had all season. Uh, no one's talking about it, but he has been by far. Um he's getting outperformed by by Ojeda, who's playing less minutes than him. 
Um, well, when I say outperformed, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, it's Faku's not, he's not out there just like, he's not out there hurting us. But actual production, like, you, you, you got to provide that. You know what I mean? Is it's not it's not it's not good enough to just be a solid player out there, like Angulo. He's a solid player out there, but we don't expect a lot of production out of him when you're talking about goals and assists, right? Yeah. But it's like, but it's like what he brings is acceptable. You know, he's going to track back. You know, he's gonna he's gonna track down some balls that that you know a lot of players aren't even expecting him to get to, and he gets to, and he does the little things like that. But that's not Faku's role, and right now. That's the type of stuff we get out of Faku. Not those. I'm not saying he's doing those same things as Angulo does, but I'm saying we're just like, oh, it's fine that he's out there just being solid with the ball or this out or whatever, and not providing an end product. No, he's got a certain guys. You got to provide that end product, and Faku's one of them. Carr is one of them. Ojeda's one of them, obviously. Um, even Mauricio, he's one of them. Even though you never expect to get goals out of that guy, but you know you. If he's if you got him out there and he's playing the 10, then okay, you better be dropping some dimes. You know what I mean? So um he's just uh, Oscar's got he's gotta figure it out, man. He's gotta figure it out. You can't just you can't just just keep letting it slide like that and no, and, and oh, I'll just bench one. No, figure it out. Or nothing is we're getting nothing out of this. We're sitting here when we're in, I mean, I mean, yeah, technically we're in ninth because of, you know, because of you know, games in hand, all that type of stuff. But um, we're on pace for six right now, which is, I mean, it's the same spot we've been in for how many years now? We're always sitting there at six or seventh, and it's just, it's never changing. Um, So it, it's it's got to, you can't just keep being the coach that just coaches, that coaches like you're coaching a bad team and just trying to make them solid and reach the playoff. You know what I mean? This team's going to get, that team, this team's going to get to sixth or seventh regardless you know what i mean because they have that much talent so um you know you could phil neville's gonna get fired phil neville's gonna get this team to six or seven so i mean you you gotta bring more than that and you gotta he's gotta step it up it's like the players have to step it up the coaches have to step it up they have to figure this out man you can't just we didn't pay all this money for for oh i'll just sit one you know what i mean no get them dudes and and figure it out so it's it's been frustrating man yeah, I think Faku is uh, – I don't know what the get-out-of-jail-free card's going for him, but I, I'm thinking it's about to end. We're almost halfway through the season, and he's been not productive. Like I said, he's not maybe hurting us, but the expectations are – he's well, well, well below the expectations. We have guys like Angulo. You know, you got guys like, uh, you know, Mikey Halliday, who's even been playing all right. He's had a couple of bad turnovers. Uh, you know, Pedro's playing really well. Bro, even know, even Santos, Cara. even Santos is playing better now. Yeah. So it's like, you know, uh, it's crazy because it's like it's you just gotta figure out your guys. I'm talking car cars turn it around. Santos has started to turn it around. Um Cesar, he he low-key started the season kind of rough. Um, he's turned it around, he's looking solid again. He's looking like Cesar of 2022 again. Um, he has his little rough spots here and there, but he, you know, Wilder, he's looking better than last year. Oh man, he looks. And Gulo, and Gulo looks better than last year. Enrique um, and Mauricio turn it around. That's really going to make Facundo stand out. 
I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just that's that's what I'm saying. And right now, we're 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 sacrificing Ojeda, who, for all the flack he gets, is at least producing. You know what I mean? Um, and, and he should have had a goal. He should have, and he is struggling. I'm not saying he's not struggling. Ojeda is 100 percent struggling to 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 find his niche and his in his groove, but he's being he's being semi productive while he's trying to figure that out. And right now we're benching him for Falco, who's not producing at all. So um, that's what I'm saying. Oscar has to figure this out, and he has to. No, nah, man, you can't just bench one. Like you got to put these dudes on the fo- on the field together and figure it out. You know what I mean? As of right now, the only two players you get in production from out of is is really is is Carr, it's Duncan, and it's and it's um and uh and Ohana. And two of those guys are being benched right now. <laughs> out of out of like um Duncan and Duncan and Ojeda. You know what I mean? The two of our most productive dudes out there. Cars cars stepping it up, so that's fine. But I mean either figure out how to f- work all those two together. All, all those I mean, you gotta at least two of those guys need to be on the pitch. So I mean, um, I mean, along with Carr. Um, so you know, Carr, he's producing, so that's fine. Um, but if no one else is producing and we're struggling, we're not scoring goals, so we're not winning games because we can't put two goals on the board together, then you know, figure something out. Ojeda should be out there. Faku should be out there too. Get them guys out there and figure it out. If you're not gonna do that, I don't know, try something, uh, try something wild, man. Throw throw Ojeda and Carr. I mean, um um Carr and Duncan out there. I don't know. Do something. But we're just doing the same thing, and it's and it's 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 a struggle, man. So I mean, he's got to he's you got to work it out. Yeah, at the end of the day, like we, I don't know how many times we got to mention this, but we always will until Oscar Pereja is, you know, it, it's long gone, and eventually chances are it'll happen. That's just the game. But never had a goal scorer over twelve in his whole career, and we got three DPS that are attackers. And then Duncan McGuire on the bench, who all are capable of scoring more than 12 goals in a season. And right now we may get none of them to do that. So that's just, it's, that's just not, you know, there's obviously a disconnect. It's obvious. There's not, there's there. That is one thing that is not debatable, whether you want to say, you know, poppy in, poppy out, this and that, whatever we can debate that. But one thing to me that's not debatable is facts. And we have four guys that should be scoring or could be scoring 12 goals or more. Poppy's never had a guy score 12 goals or more, and they're all going to be under. So obviously they are being influenced by the coach because not a single one is going to do it. And, and, and uh, you know, I don't want to get on the Poppy thing too much because that's just, to me, that's just facts. But one thing I do want to talk about is these players, and I don't understand – how you can be down 2-0 a half in Columbus, Oscar Pereja be literally burning hot on his ass, burning hot about to fall out. 2-0 in Columbus, we're all thinking, he gone. He gone, right? And then these guys come out of the locker room, and they save his tail. They save him. Get two goals. They save him. They play hard. They do what they got to do for him. And then two out of the next three matches, they have to close a game out for six minutes, six and ten minutes, and they can't do it. Where is the disconnect? What is going on? 
I don't understand. I don't understand how the players continue to choke when the players can't choke. And then the coach continues to choke when we can't afford the coach to choke. Everybody is doing all the wrong things at the wrong times when they need to. And we're very rarely doing the right things at the right times when we need to. And I think that's that's the most frustrating part for me and, and for everybody because you see where we could be on the table and then you see where we are on the table. And then you look at the roster that we built, which I wish I would have screenshotted when I was sitting here watching the Tigres game at home, the second leg. And they said they gave a, the top five players, according to transfer market, value in CONCACAF, in the entire CONCACAF. And we had two of them. Orlando City had two out of five. Or maybe it was two out of ten. But either way, there's, there's what, 55 different teams? And one team had two out of the top ten. And I think it was out of the top eight because you had Ojeda and you had Faku. And we're not getting it done. And like you said, Cleon, they're not even playing together. Mm-hmm. We got one of them benched. I just I don't even see how you're a you're a, a scout. You're, I don't see how you're a GM, a general manager. I don't get how you're a general manager, and you spend, you know, what you spent on Ojeda, and spent the time to get him. Remember, you remember about Ojeda, y'all? What did they say about him? They spent years trying to get Martino Ojeda. Because they knew he was the guy. Years. This wasn't just, oh, he had a good year last year. 12 goals and 10 assists and or 15 of whatever he had in Argentina. Let's go try and get him. No, no, no. That whole time he was blowing up Argentina, they knew they wanted him. They had tried to already get him. This was the guy. And now we're 15 matches in and he's on the bench. I don't understand if you're a general manager how you even go to sleep at night. To be honest, that's just my personal opinion. And I don't mean to be, you know, stark or rude, but I wouldn't be able to sleep much at night because I'd be pissed. I'd be angry. You know, I spent two years scouting this guy. I knew for sure this was the guy. And he's only started what? Barely half the matches for us. No wonder we can't gel. No wonder. All right, we'll move on. Stock up and stock down. Uh, I'm going to give, uh, I was going to give my stock up to Poppy, but I, uh, I don't think I can do that anymore. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, I'll give my, uh, I'll give my stock up to, uh, let's, let's go with, uh, with Kyle Smith. I was, I was happy with his performance after he stopped getting toasted. Um, <laughs> you know, Come on, but, man. <laughs> but I'm be honest, I'm be honest. When you see Etienne jr. On the play sheet for the, the just feels like it's one of those names that always haunts haunts me at least. I feel like he's always gonna gonna get me, uh, get us. So, eh, you know, when he's getting toasted, I'm like, you know, kind of expected, but we didn't allow a goal, so whatever, you know. But um, but in general, I liked Kyle. He was okay. Uh, my my stock down is, I hate to do it, but Pedro, my man, you cost us two points. There's nothing else I could say. Square. I think if you ask Pedro, he'd say it costs us two points. So that's just the way it works. But his stock's been up all year. He's gained us four points, maybe five points. Now he's back down two, so he's still net positive. But uh, his second highest goalkeeper, paid goalkeeper in the league, I believe. Second highest, almost on a million. And uh, you expect mistakes. 
but you don't expect those mistakes in that part of the game against that team at home in that situation. I don't expect that from him. So that that one hurt for me. Uh, Ryder, stock up, stock down? Um, You kind of took mine on Kyle Smith. I was going to make a joke that Kyle Smith is the stock up, and unfortunately it's kind of unfortunate for us because with that goal, he probably secured himself another year at Orlando city, which love the guy, but <laughs> he, he, de- he definitely got stock up, even though Mikey Halliday is going to come right back and take his job. So, um, stock up for me, aside from, Kyle would definitely go to whoever at Arsenal um, didn't end up pushing the issue on Facundo Torres because $20 million or whatever that rumor was, was going to turn out to be a big bust. And yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to look at because I'm, I was looking at while we were having that discussion He's not had a lot of shots on goal. I think he's had three shots on target all season, and he's not producing. So he had the most touches in this match, and he still didn't contribute. So it, it we're getting to the point where we might see Angulo and Ojeda playing instead of him and him running the bench, especially with Mauricio coming coming back from injury. So between that and Mikey Halliday coming back from the world cup in the next couple of weeks, we're going to, we might see a real shift there. So um, stock down, same joke, whoever didn't sell Facundo for $20 million at Orlando. (laughs) And (laughs) I I like that writer. Oh, I man. mean, it, like people were like, no, we want to keep him. It's like, that's not looking good. Those takes are not looking good right now. And I've had those tweets. So um, I don't have anybody else really right now. We, we, there wasn't anybody really to blame and you already took my Pedro. So it is like what it is. Better. You got, you got to move on, got to move forward. Yeah, I, I I was one of those people, but JJ was right. At least he's been right through fifteen matches. That kid ain't ready for Europe. You know, he he. Uh, it seems like it's one of those things where, like, uh, you know, sometimes in the NFL, like like, uh, or even like, you know, in the NBA too, these like these rookies have good seasons, and then everybody gets film on them, and then after everybody gets film on them. Then they're not good their sophomore season. You know, they call it that sophomore slump. And uh and and that's kind of what it feels like for Faku, you know. And that's the film happening right now. The film ain't hard to watch. I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody because you know, I want to make all these other teams do their job, but like Atlanta did. If you stop if you if you stop him and you dare him to go right, he ain't gonna do it. He'll he'll pull the ball back. He'll be stationary and he will look at whatever it takes to go left, whatever it possibly takes to go left. And if you can't play with both feet, you ain't playing in Europe, let alone at Arsenal. I mean, you ain't going to be playing in Turkey if you can't play with both feet. So, you know, you got to be. 
you know, hey, he's he's balling out, Kyle Laren, man. He's he scored against uh, Barcelona the other day. Uh, he's he's doing all right. But the point of the matter is, JJ was right. Faku ain't ready. At least he, you know, I don't know if he's been pissed off because we we didn't we didn't play. We you know we didn't sell him, or if he's doing, or if he's trying a hard time to to mesh, or if he can't handle, you know, another guy making more or, or you know being a, in his position that they brought in to be the guy you know supposedly that's what they consistently said but uh whatever's in his head is it's in his head big time you know car i think at the beginning of the season had that personal matters in his head and he's obviously shaken that and I've, I've been super impressed with him and how he's been able to uh to adapt and and uh you know i it's to the point where i almost feel bad for him kind of like how i felt bad for pedro up until up until a couple of matches ago because he has, you know, these aging center backs in front of him. But then that's the last match. He just gave one away. These guys played a hell of a game and then he, he gave one away. So give me a stock up and stock down, Mike. So for me, uh, stock up, I'm going to go to the midfield pairing of uh, Wilder and Cesar. I just feel like they're kind of really coming together. And I think that's Cook, my guy. Uh, hey, sorry, man. Uh you're I'll, I'll give you some room to expand on it you don't got to chain it up um but i just think that they're really kind of coming together as a pair and that's something that can be really strong i think that wilder's a little bit better of a progressive passer and he complements cesar pretty well um and, and the little like inversion that they did with with kyle smith in the atlanta game while they were doing that i liked it uh obviously it ended up stopping um but i felt like it was a, a nice wrinkle that they added in. Um, so I want to see more of that. Uh, and in stock down, um, th- and this is just, you know, kind of just being nitpicky because you guys kind of already put the other ones out there is um, stock down to our, uh, our, our medical team right now. Uh, Petrasso has been out for how long and we don't know what the heck's going on. Gaston, we haven't gotten an update on him. Some things still say a knock. Some people are still saying he might be out weeks we're just back to our old like pre COVID ways of not knowing what the heck's going on with these guys who are hurt. Um, It definitely would be nice to know what's going on with, you know, our left back left wing back situation and how that's getting impacted. Um, So would like to see some improvement there. And, and also stock down is the obvious Faku yips. So. Well, and to yips, I feel like for yips, you have to actually have shots on goal and shoot. (laughs) Yes. Here's the thing with the yips. I think the, the the yips for me the yips is a broad term. <laughs> Can go on for an hour about the damn yips, but like the yips, the he still yips. influences the game well. And like if you look at some of his like deeper lying numbers, it shows that he does have a positive impact on like some of the passing and stuff that he does. But it's just the chance creation is what's missing, and that's where the f- passing for him is falling apart right now is he's not making the right final passes or taking the right shots in the final third. So that's realistically like where his yips are is just, he's got final third yips, but everything he's doing before that is all right. So how many goals assists did he have last year? Real assists. Cleon, what do you have? Like 12 and eight last year? Uh, hold on. I think with the fake assist, it was like up towards yeah, 24, 26. 20, 23 or 24. Yeah. That's fakeness though. Yeah. I think he had, 12 and 8. You know, obviously all the goals are real, but I think he had like eight eight assist, real assists. Last um, year he had eight assists, nine goals, and this year he has two and one. Yeah. So 
Definitely well, a drop I think off. The, what was his? The twelve is coming from the Open Cup too. So. Yeah. Yeah. What was his? I wonder what his uh, per nineties and stuff were though. I don't know. Just gonna, it's just gonna make me depressed. You could work yeah. on that. Yeah, her being blocked. We know they're they're drastically low much. because he's been playing a decent amount of minutes, and uh, it's just it's it just feels it's dropped like... off. It's at a half. It's it was goals, G and goals and assists was 0.59, and it's fallen to 0.27 through 13 matches played. Not good, Bob. 0.27. I would venture to say that aside from Oscar Perea, that is our second biggest pul- culprit to being where we're at. You know, as much as I love Facundo and I think that he's the the guy, and I do, I do, can, I I can see if he continues to improve or were to continue to improve, where he could go and play for a top club in Europe. Um, you know, when he shoots, he scores. He's pretty good at that. You know, and the same, it's like Ojeda too. That's why they they like these guys because when they put the ball on the on the end of their toe, and they shoot towards a goal, they usually do positive things. You know, look at Ojeda; he's one of the most unlucky guys in the league when it comes to uh to to you know getting saved on. You know, just guys just coming out of the woodwork, these goalies and doing insane things and and stopping him from scoring. So. You know, Ojeda, it's not for the 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 effort of trying. You know, he should have, in my opinion, he should have scored the winner. Somehow, Guzan makes that save through traffic. That saved by Guzan, yeah. With a still halfway torn MCL or meniscus. I just, I hate that Something guy. Something in the leg. And I would say I, you, got, you got to respect him for that, but I still don't respect him for that because he did it against us, and we know why he did it. If If, if he was playing Chicago, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have played this past weekend. He wouldn't have played. If he was playing San Jose Earthquakes, nah. Nah, he would have taken one more week. Bro, did you see him last night? He was trash, bro. Was he? Trash. Yeah, he can never be trash against us, man. He was such trash last. Bro, he literally gave them a goal in the first 23 seconds of the game last night. Kick this straight. Kick this straight to to the guy in front of him. To be fair, it was a bouncing back pass from Robinson, but like it was such a. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. He passed it right to, of all players, Carlos Heel. Like, former MVP kicked it right to him with no defense in front of him at the 18. And then, of course, also gave up a late equalizer, like 93rd minute equalizer to Heel again. Like, uh, it's something that I put in the group chat earlier today. I think it was a stat about. Atlanta giving up the most goals like after like the 89th minute or something and I'm like and they couldn't give us one <laughs> yeah well they had I think yeah they've given away eight in the 80th 89th minute but then they had also scored I believe we were the 15th goal for them this year after the 75th minute Jeez. of the match so you had to know it was coming mm-hmm. and it, it came and we gave up the goal. And it was just like, it was like deja vu. How many times does it have to happen? Over and over again. I wish we would have had those points, man. And we're going to wish later in the season that we had those points. Because this week, those four points against New York City and Atlanta, mark my words, that's going to be the reason we don't have a home playoff game. Those four points right there. I don't care how the rest of the season goes. I don't care how the, the first bit part of the season goes. Those four points will either will be the reason that we don't have a home playoff game for sure. 
Um, all right, everybody got their stock up and stock. Cleon, you in? No, no, you had the same one. Cleon, who you got? Yeah, um, stock up. I'll do it quick. It's the same. It was the same as it was the same as Mike. Um, you know the the Cesar Cesar Wilder pairing. Yeah, I'm with that. That's that's helped with our um. We've looked a lot better um with since those two moved back there. Uh stock down, I gotta go to um whatever combination. I, I don't know who to blame lies on, but it's either the analytics team or or whoever the analytics team is passing passing the uh information on to and is not paying any attention to them. Cause what we're doing right now, and it's going straight back to it. Um, I I you know, I got the numbers. Um Faku last year. His his goals, his goals and assists last year, right? Um, per 90, uh is at uh 0.59 a game, right? That 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 gets you nine and eight. That's real, that's real goals, real assists, right? They get you nine and eight on the season. Um, you know, we are all ranting and raving about him last year. Um, his his per 90s last year was was 0.56 a game, right? This year it's 0.18. Um Ojeda right now is at 0.64 on the season. So that's above what Faku was even producing last year. And he's struggling, right? Um, as you all saw from his stats over in Argentina, he's a productive guy. He gets numbers, um, which you can see because he's struggling right now and he's getting numbers still. Um, so uh, Faku's played 1,000 minutes already. And Gulo's played 1,032 minutes. And, and Gulo's the same as Faku at 0.17. We're production. Yes, we're not expecting production out of him, but at the same time, that's uh he's occupying one of our main attacking roles. You know what I mean? So right now you're talking about over two thousand minutes between two guys that's not averaging 0.3 something a game between the both of them. Um Ojeda's averaging 0.64 by himself. Carr is averaging 0.76. He's gotten 590, 590 minutes only. Right, Ojeda's sore thumb there. only got eight forty one. Duncan's at one point five seven per ninety. He's played three hundred forty four minutes. Um, Enrique, who we haven't seen and seen like weeks, has had three hundred sixty five minutes at zero point zero. Uh, um, uh, per you know goals and assists per ninety. So, I mean, it goes straight down the line, bro. Like, everyone who's productive is not playing. It's not playing the minutes. And it, and it's, like, flipped on its head. Um, Perea, he's gotten 727, uh, 724 minutes this year. His production's 0.12. You could average some three dudes together, Perea and Gula and Torres. And their production combined is under, is under any of Ojeda, Carr, Duncan. I mean, they're basically where Gaston's at. And it ain't like Gaston's lit the world on fire. Gonzalez. Um, yeah, he's injured right now, but he's at he's at point three himself. Dagger Dan, who's barely played, he's at point two eight. Santos is at point two four. All these dudes that is not like not even playing, and and you know, the the when you just go look, even just comparing position by position, the only guys that's getting minutes are the ones that's not producing. It's not producing actual production. You know what I mean? It's not even that they're playing bad. I love, you know, I love Angulo. Everybody knows that I love Angulo. Love him. Love Faku. Love Angulo. But, I mean, it, it's some, something's amiss here, bro. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's it's the minute distribution is flipped on its head. 
You know what I mean? So is we got to the, the guys that's putting that's doing numbers. They need to get more minutes. And I don't care how you figure that out, but you got to figure it out. Because you can't you can't is got to we got to split this up better, man. We have to. So, I mean, figure out how to play them together or 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 figure out a better mix, because what we're doing is just not working. So you can't you can't play all of your pro- least productive guys when we're talking about actual goals, actual assists. Um, You can't play all of those, all the least productive ones, the most minutes, and then be shocked that you're not scoring goals. I mean, that's 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 just math. You know what I mean? So that's my stock down. Bro. So are you pro Duncan and Kara up front? I'm pro all them dude, bro. All the dudes that's doing numbers, get them up. You need to score goals. You score goals. So figure it out. Whether whether you want to, whether, I mean, because Ojeda's on the bench too. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's not, I mean, at least with Duncan, at least with Duncan, be like, okay, well, him and Kara, they're both nines. Maybe you're like, okay, you don't want to play them both. You could figure it out if you, if you ask me, and I mean, but you know maybe split the minutes up better, maybe split those. But even that, you still got to be taking car off to put Duncan on. So it's either play them both together, do the do the split better. Um, like I said, but oh, uh, same with Ojeda, same with Ojeda. If if I I think you got to figure out how to play them both together. But if you're not, figure that mix out better. You know what I mean? You can't play all of your least productive guys playing all the minutes of the season and be shot. You're not scoring goals. Here's where I'm at. I'm at this. We know we got to go four in the back. Everybody agree on that? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. Right now, yeah. We know we got to go to the the two D mid. The the uh, you know that. One hundred percent on that. That pivot yeah. with with one hundred percent. Cesar and Wilder. And Wilder. No matter what you do, even if you did go two in the back, them two need to be out there. All right. I mean, even if you did go three in the three. So. We want to see Duncan and Carr on the field at the same time to start a game. I think I agree with that. I'd, I'd love to see that. I don't think Ramiro is that bad of a backup. I think if you gave him consistent mm-hmm. minutes, I think eventually he may get some goals and assists. So it's not that bad, right? So you got to have them two up top. So there's eight of our eight of our field players right there, right? So and that only leaves one one formation to run. Yep. It's it's the old empty bucket with the with the two with the two up top and we just consistently run the same formation the same style of play unless poppy tries to do this five in the back thing or three in the back whatever you want to consider it but you know i would it feels like it's right there it feels like the the stats that you're reading off cleon it's obvious it's obvious what needs to be done and if at least do it one time, and if it don't work, who cares? Well, you at least tried it. I would never be mad if, I, if Bobby came out and I saw, and I saw four in the back, Vilder and and Cesar in the midfield, and then Karin and uh and uh Duncan up top, and then some combination of maybe Mauricio, but I would probably say Faku and Ojeda on the the two winger slash midfielder roles that 10 when you want slash winger when you want role you know i don't know why we don't see that and i I actually i'm just kidding i do know why we don't see that because oscar pareja is deathly afraid 
of giving up two goals and scoring three and winning. It is his, he's deathly afraid of, of giving up two and scoring three and winning. That's, that's exactly why he, it's like, it's like he can't go to bed at night with the thought of, oh my gosh, this lineup is probably going to give up two goals. Although we may score four, this lineup is going to give up two goals. Oh my goodness. But you know what happens when that happens? It's sexy soccer and it gets the fans in the door. Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. Adrian Heath. I was calling for that guy's head, but I ain't never go to a game one time and go and not leave with like heavy breaths and excitement at some point. Are you point not entertained? Is exactly. this not why you and aren't then, here? And then the one game where it was like the most boring game of all time. Y'all remember what he did? He didn't, he didn't near got thrown out of the game, pumped up the wall oh all the way God. out, yes. you know, did the whole this. And then we scored two goals in like the final 10 minutes. I think that was against the revs back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my mom was at that game and uh, I was, and you know, it was just, it was always entertaining. And this is just, it's not, it's not entertaining. So for me, I want to see that formation. I, Eddie's been calling for this for a year and a half, see this double pivot. In fact, this is what we last preseason, not this preseason, but last preseason, they were, they were working with, they were working with this double pivot with Sebos and, and Cesar, you know, they were working this double pivot and, 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 and the two up top, and it just never came to fruition and never it's still has never materialized. So I would love to see it. Um, I don't think it's going to work until Mikey comes back because yeah. we need, we need his speed. I mean, yeah, but, but if we, if you put Faku and in, in car and then you don't really are Faku and Ojeda in at those two midfielder roles that could also be wingers. And you basically are playing four up top. Uh, you know, those two guys are going to be able to, the fullbacks don't have to play offense. You know, if you, if you put that position in, you're going to have all four of those guys in the box, at least three of which maybe one on the outside making a run. You know, you may have the more athletic fullback making the overlapping run, but, you know, I think Kyle Smith can, can play that. I think Kyle Smith would be more comfortable, to be honest, in that, in that role because he wouldn't have to push up and then track back. He could just track, he could just sit back the whole time and, uh, and, and let, you know, the guys who are paid to do that, do it. So, uh, we've been on for an hour, boys. So let's, Ready? Uh, yeah, <laughs> seven minutes. So. We just said, doesn't stock up, stock down. Yeah. I told you, I said, do you guys like that? I think we got an hour and 45 minutes of content and you guys laughed at me, but here we are. So I told my wife I'd be done we with this in 75 minutes. So that ain't happening. We are. Uh, we might get there. Let's look at the Red Bulls road match. Uh, uh, re, uh, uh, you know, from the home opener, uh, rematch from the home opener where we won one zero. Uh, got the penalty, whatever you want to describe Holy it crap. as. It's up to you. I'm, I'm but, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to cut, but it's something that just caught my eye. While I still have my stats page up. Um. All right, you already y'all already know I'm I'm a you know play Duncan Moore guy, right? Um I had no idea until just now that not only I knew Enrique still had played more minutes than Duncan, but I didn't I had no clue that Rafael Santos had played more minutes than him. And still has more goals. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's obvious, but um and Duncan's only played 22 more minutes than Dagger Dan. Who well, it seems like he never What? Played. Yes, bro. What? He's only played 22 more minutes than Dagger Dan. Dagger Dan's played 322 minutes. And Duncan's played 344. 
So are you lead, leading leading our team in shots on target, goals and assists per 90, and goals per 90 by a, a million miles, and he's played 22 more minutes of Dagger Dan. So he's as efficient as Espresso. Oh, he's the that's, most efficient in the league, but that's not even the point. The point is, why for a team that's struggling to score, I'm I'm at a loss. Yeah, at this point, it's you you still because I if this if the problem that they're having is that they're worried that Kara can't go 90, which we really realistically have not seen him do, I don't think this entire season. Duncan's got the legs for 90. Like, put Duncan out there. Use Ramiro off the bench for Kara, and then like Ramiro going. You mean after sub? You mean legs. sub in for Kara, brother? Yeah. I don't care about ninety. That's the problem. Poppy's thinking about ninety. I don't care. Get put up them in. four goals in seventy minutes, dude. <laughs> get up. Put three put goals, goals in, in seventy in minutes and five minutes. Thomas and, Williams in for goodness sake. He hasn't played yet this season. I don't care bro, what you like, do, bro. Substitute Kyle Smith for freaking Duncan McGuire when you're up three one. I don't shot, care. Shots on shots on target per ninety. Duncan McGuire two point zero nine. Carr one point three seven. Ojeda one point three nine. The three guys that's not playing, and then Torres point two seven. <laughs> Angulo 0.35 Mauricio 0.12 What is going on here bro Like you have the answers right there It's called the analytics we're looking at it This right is now. sabotage Guys football ref is free <laughs> This is sabotage bro <laughs> All right, Leon, Gaston, You might just Gaston, get hired by Orlando Gaston, Gaston uh, 0.15 Dagger Dam 0.28 Santos 0.49. Bro, all the dudes that that actually like put balls on all goal are not playing. I uh what is going on here? I didn't want this to be a, this this sort of narrative tonight, but now I think the doomsday <laughs> clock's back up to a one minute. Maybe I'm not even yeah, trying to do that, it's, bro. It's I'm a three. I'm but like, what is going on? At least the MLS stat sickos are happy. Okay. 22 more minutes than Dagger Dan. Put it at two and a half just to appease some people. Yeah, yeah. We'll, first, we'll... first in the league, first in the league, it goes in assists per ninety. You played twenty-two more minutes than Dagger Dan, who I swear I've seen in a game like three times. Leon Swag is about to mute you. He's like, we got. <laughs> Dude, no, he's gotta I'm go just, to bed. I love it. I like, I like Cleon when he goes off like this because I could genuinely <laughs> tell in his face that that he's just he his just mind is blown right now. Oh, dude, I've been looking at it the entire time, and I'm just like, man, Cleon's going to notice some of this stuff and lose his mind at some point. And then he apparently, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be live while we were recording. <laughs> we'll do it it's live. Literally, bro, this is literally as I as we're recording, I'm seeing this crap. Bro. I do. Like, I'm pretty sure I have this going on page up here. Right now. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget about, you know, he, he also played well uh, against uh, Tigres. And, you know, he's yeah. the guy's been a stud. He's been a stud. He's got his points himself, and and we just refuse to start him. And I don't want to. I don't think it should be him or Kara. I mean, like you said, Cleon, the, the numbers are right. No, Kara's ball. The cars, the cars. He's right there too. Kara's balling. And and so they're not even. Just... They're not even the same style striker. They could complement. I feel like they could complement each other so well because whereas Kara, he chases the ball. You know, he chases the 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 the, the positioning. Duncan sits for it. He waits, you know, he, 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 he's two steps ahead. Car is, car is getting, you know, just balls to the wall. He's getting there. Duncan, he's the guy that, that he says, well, I think the rebound's going to be right here. 
if there is one. So let me go stand right here first. I'm going to let Carr shoot that. Let me go stand over here. You know, he reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Bobby Firmino, of Roberto Firmino, when you, when you watch him play for, for Liverpool. Wando for me. Uh, you, you know, the, he's You're like, how the hell? Yeah, he's a ball hawk, and, and and no matter what, he's always in the right place at the right time. Whereas Cara, you know, he uses athleticism. He's starting to use his body. Um, you know, it's just Duncan's the opposite. Guy looks like a farmer in, in, in Iowa, and he comes down, and, he's, and he leads the MLS in goals and assists per 90. He just doesn't have the minute qualifier. So You said a farmer, and it just made me think in honor of TST, the soccer tournament going on right now, Guys, Duncan might be the reincarnation of Chris Wondolowski, Mr. Right Place, Right Time, Bangs <laughs> Goals, body of a PE teacher. Like, it just proves that you don't need to be, you know, Joseph Martinez or Carlos Vela to to score goals in this league or lead the league in, in goals and assists per 90. You know, you, you, you just got to be smart. Dude, that's the thing, man, about the striker position. It's all about positioning. It's about being in the right place at the right time more times than not. Because if, especially if a goalie spills it, like we talked about earlier, if you're in the right spot, dude, you got a golden opportunity. And we talked about Kyle Aaron, and that is, and that has always been his his specialty. One of his specialties. Yep. Bro, this is crazy, right man. Duncan Carr and Ojeda is so far ahead of everybody else statistically. And the fact that they played the least out of all the attackers is insane. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Numbers. New York Red Bulls, uh, you know, road match. Uh, we're playing at Red Bull Arena. I'm sure there'll be 47 people there. Uh, you'll see a bunch of blue seats. That's the, that's what you always see when you play in Red Bull Arena. One of the road, one of the stadiums I've been to got uh, got kicked out of my expensive seats that that I bought right right behind the Orlando City goal for Kirsten, or right behind the Orlando City bench for uh, for Kirsten when we when Carlos Rivas scored. Scored a banger. I'll never forget it. We went up 1-0, and then we lost the game 3-1 when I got relegated up to the top right corner of the stadium. And uh stadium is beautiful, but we'll be there th- this week um, on the road, you know, against a struggling New York Red Bull team, a team that is, uh, is you know, pretty far down in the standings, one of the t- few teams <laughs> below us in the standings. They are one point behind us, but they have two matches in hand. You know, they do have we, a negative. We have two matches in hand. Or yeah, we have two matches in hand. They have two two ma- they have two matches more than us, uh, and a team that um, you know they they haven't been playing too hot. They they beat Montreal, you know they beat Inter Miami, but you know when they they beat New York City. But other than that, you know the the teams that are above them on the table they typically don't do too well against. So, um, and with our road form, I feel like it should be probably a win. That's that's going to be uh, what what I would hope for, and I would assume is going to happen. I would like to see Duncan, and I would like to see analytics be used because you know we're not a team that has unlimited money. We're not a team that can go buy a Carlos Vela or sell a Chicho Aranjo and replace him with a Dennis Buyanga. You know, we're not we're not a team like that. You know, so any advantage that we can get, we need. So when we see the stats, like Cleon's been saying. I would like to see all three of those guys on the pitch, specifically Kara and Duncan at the same time with Ojeda starting. Don't care if Aku gets benched. You know, lower his minutes, bring him in as a sub, and maybe we'll get that up. That goes for six per 90, you know what I mean? But um, right now, he ain't proving it when he's starting the game. So if we do that, 
I think uh, we'll win 2-0. Two, two um, I think Duncan and Karish both get a goal. And I think uh, that that's how it'll be done. And either way, I think we're going to win the match this week. I think we'll we'll extend our unbeaten streak. And if we don't win the match, you know, we're going to be below Red Bull. And there's a good chance, you know, we'll be uh, below a, a few other teams too. So uh, right now we're sitting in ninth, two games in hand. But you lose to Red Bull, you know, they're two games. They're, they're two points ahead at that point. Montreal's got a chance to go up on us this this week. Um, depending on how much we lose, if we were to lose, you know, Chicago and Toronto can uh, can also come up and tie us on points this week. So once again, you know, we we're in seventh, sure, or we're in ninth, rather, sure, but we're five points from the the butt end of the Eastern Conference standings, and we're sixteen points from the top end. So take with that what you will. We're two weeks away, two losses away from likely being dead last in the MLS Eastern Conference. So not good enough. Not good enough. Uh, Cleon, you're going to start us off. You're going to give us a, a prediction this week? Um, <laughs> man, this team, bro. If I had a dollar. This team, man. Oh, they're so impossible to predict. Oh. I'm gonna go with a win. I don't even know why. There's because nothing nothing tells me win, but so that's probably why we're gonna get one. That's oh, you awesome. wanna score you wanna score and all that, huh? All right. Um let's Come go on. let's go two two to zero. I'm gonna go I, shut up. I haven't counted how many episodes we've done, but I think we're close to two hundred. I don't know, two fifty maybe. And Cleon still don't know how this goes. Oh, you need a score? Yeah, we need a score, man. For sure. Or above 250? Gotta be. Uh, Been more than five years. Count the den after dark or well that 250 was 50 a year, but well I normally I normally I skip like 99 of those, so those don't count for me. Yeah, you don't like them even though we 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 have fun on them. Bro, I'm normally too I can't it's too close, it's too close for me, bro. I can't I'm still in my feelings most of the time and I don't even wanna That's the whole point. Normally is that yeah, but it's, it's, it's different. That. Y'all get mad. No, when when bad wrong. things happen, this is the difference, Alex. Because when, 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 when bad things happen during the game, you get mad. Then you just want to vent. Me, I, I just get, I get sad and I get depressed. And I don't want to talk about it. I'm one of those people that I don't I don't like to talk about. Bro, Alex things, wants to talk to people about it wrong, immediately. Yeah, when things go wrong in my, in my life, I just, I internalize it and I keep it to myself and I deal with it myself mentally. Same. And that's how I do it. So Den in the Dark is not built for me, bro. I'm not, or I'm not built for it. And that's very, uh, very uh, boomer of you, man, to just <laughs> not want to talk about your feelings. No. You know. just, Did you just okay, boomer Cleon? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not built for that, bro. I respect it. I respect it, Cleon. I do respect the not wanting to be super reactionary. But it's not even that. It's just, I don't, I just, I don't want to talk about it. When bad stuff happens, I don't want to talk about <laughs> He's it. He's only on the Den after dark after the wins. Yes, I just, I, on a, after a win, I could be on one. But after after some something stupid, after something stupid, if if I was to get mad, I can be on. That's on, on the few. If you go and look on the few that I have gone on, that I wasn't forced to be be a speaker, because sometimes I'll just go and listen, but I ain't trying to talk to y'all. Um, but the ones where I've been, where I've willingly gone on, 
right? And spoke is ones that is either after a win or it's if I'm mad. But real most of the times the way we lose, it's depressing, bro. And I don't want to speak about it. Yeah, I just I don't know. I've never been. I feel you, but I've always you're always you always live it after after a loss or a late draw that we should have won. You always live it. So you you're you're built for this. Um, JJ's built for it, bro. This like that den and dogs made for y'all. Yeah, because I've given so much of my time and effort <laughs> and attention, and then just I feel like a fool, man. <laughs> I feel like a fool. You know, even when I say you, I won't be fooled again. You, I still you get fooled feel again. like a fool, man. You still got fooled again. And they're going to fool you again this weekend. And then we're going to be right back at this next week. So much time Saturday and attention. Night. You deserve to curse a little bit when you're talking about Oh, it. man, that's my that's been my favorite part recently is 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 that on the den after dark is a little bit of, of uh, R-rated because it, it does feel good. And and, I, and the people that come on too, man, it's, you know, it's like a little uh, uh, community now. I feel like we've we've formed on the den after dark. So it's. You know, it's it's super fun. It's super Group fun. Therapy, baby. Mike, uh, what what's your prediction, brother, for uh, for the match? Um, we we've kind of had uh kind of had the Red Bulls number lately. Uh, three wins in a row against them. Five one in the Open Cup. One zero away last year. Uh, one zero at home to start this year. Um, so obviously I'm gonna keep that trend going. It's gonna be a one nil win. Uh, Faku Faku off the Schneid with a penalty kick. Um, gonna take advantage of them having a backup fullback. That person's gonna make a mistake, and that's how it's gonna happen. It's gonna be a boring game, though. We're gonna watch it and be miserable the entire time. One zero win. <laughs> oh God, I won't be miserable with that one zero. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely take a win. But here's the thing: we can't take a loss at this point because if you lose to the Red Bulls, you're out of the playoff position, and then you also open up the possibility of Montreal. New York, obviously, um, Chicago, Toronto, jumping you. So you can't. You, you gotta win. Like, yeah, and Miami just fired their coach. And I hate to tell, I hate to be the bearer of obvious news to most people on the planet Earth. If your first time watching soccer, but typically when teams fire coaches and hire a new coach, they usually go on a slight little run. You know, whether it's a sustainable run or not is the question. But like usually mean, there's new life injected into a team for at least a match or two. I mean, so, hell, hell, the Red Bulls and the Fire were both at the bottom of the East when they fired their coaches within the same week. They're not they're, they're still towards the bottom, but they've gone on decent runs and picked up some results here and there to start propelling themselves up a little bit. And now we're one of those teams in the way. So, And also a win puts us dead even in our, our lifetime series against the Red Bulls. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryder, give me your prediction, brother. Uh, we got Red Bulls with one of their key players who started 16 or no, played in 16 matches. Cameron Harper, who is out on red, red card suspension. Um, I don't think that's going to have too much to do with it. If anything, it gives me a little concern that it might improve their performance, but nonetheless, they're in much worse place than we are. We have the upper hand. And I think that somehow, some way that the team is going to experiment this week and is going to throw more of our informed players against them right out of the gate. And we're going to get a three, one win with two goals in the first half. I think Kara 
and Duncan are going to get goals. And I'm going to agree that Facundo gets a goal off the bench in the second half. So 3-1, I don't think we can get a shutout in Red Bull Arena, but I think we're going to have a good time. I, I, I do disagree. I do think this is where we can maybe have a little fun and premiere a little bit of Orlando City sexy soccer and use that going into a very busy time for the club. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope we're right. That's all I'm going to say. I hope we're right. Just like every Did we week. all predict a win? When was the yeah. last time that happened? I don't know. I don't know. But that has me nervous. So. It's been a minute. Let's uh totally losing. Oh god. Mike. Let's get to <laughs> our sh- let's get to so our So I have a confession outs. before right. we get to shout outs. Go this Ryder. is confession corner. Um about I, I was at a at a food truck court watching the Atlanta game and about four or five minutes before the tying goal, I looked at my wife and said, This is great. It's gonna be great to see them win after this and it's been a while since we had a good win like this and then it happened and she looks at me and says how do you feel now i'm like not great not great babe so i jinxed it a little bit we we gave mike a little bit of flack for that but i think i jinxed oh, it. so it's your fault now yes All it right, is my fine. fault it is not mike mike's fault See how it is. i will take the blame for jinxing it from a food court in naples florida <laughs> oh so at least we we uh we figured out who it was so at, least, at least now we know well um i'm trying to see it doesn't even tell us how many episodes that we've had total i guess they're going to make us do me the hard way no i looked oh, it here up we go. episodes published 186 it tells me i saw 188 but yeah that sounds about right so i was way off with my math nice nice 186 or so 14 away from 200 i guess i guess if you count the dinner after dark we're probably right there because we've had 15 matches so probably right there over so this is uh it's definitely been awesome i'll do my shout out next i'm going to shout out my buddy leo um he is uh at the Medicana tonight he is watching uh flamengo versus fluminense and uh sending me videos making me jealous and of course He's rocking his purple. He's got his Orlando City on uh, down there in Brazil and in, in Rio. And uh, he's, he's uh, the atmosphere looks amazing. 70,000 people there tonight for a rivalry match, uh, a rivalry Brazilian Serie A match. Uh, actually, it might be a cup match tonight, a Brazilian cup match. But uh, either way, it's a lit. It's lit. You know, pyro, flares, all the whole nine yards, people getting their butts beat after the game. He's already texting me, watching people getting wrecked and outside you know about how they do it in, in in the in the streets of rio how it goes so uh shout out to leo uh rocking us rocking orlando city and, and uh expanding the culture for orlando city around the world cleon yeah man it's, it's it's crazy it's crazy we've been doing this so long sometimes we're on the same wavelength i'm i'm allowed to um i'm allowed to 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 do shout outs on our sponsors bro or what because that's funny you said leo because that's exactly where my shout out was going if i was allowed to yeah, yeah. Even if it's a two foot, two foot it. You can have it. Hey, look here, man. That's why we do shout outs. I, I, I got, I got a problem. I got a problem with one of our sponsors, bro. I got a problem. I got a problem. Field turf, man. What's going on? What's going on, bro? I let y'all slide during the COVID. I let y'all slide. But what's going on with my suite this year, bro? What is going on with my suite? 
Because I'm going to let you know, if I ain't in my suite this year, I ain't doing no more field turf shout outs in, unless I'm in this suite this year. Because I plan on, I, I want to take my belt back to Atlanta. I ain't had a chance to take my belt back to the suite to Atlanta after I know they seen the belt all on, all on, all on the open cup videos and everywhere else after they want to talk trash about the belt. The belt's trying to go back to the suite in Atlanta to go face them idiots. So, Field Turf, I need y'all to let me know what's going on. Am I in my suite? Am I not in my suite? What's going on? Because if I'm not in my suite, I ain't doing no more Field Turf shoutouts. How many Field Turf shoutouts have I ever done on, on the sponsors? Probably about two. <laughs> right? I've probably done it twice. Well, y'all ain't getting no more. That'll be the last two. <laughs> That'll be the last two y'all ever get from, from out of my <laughs> mouth. Eddie might still do it, but you ain't gonna you ain't gonna hear it out of my mouth no more. I ain't gonna Field Turf nothing. I'm gonna say don't put my name on it. So y'all better put me in the suite, bro. I want to know what's up. Yeah, I, I I would love to uh to go back. When is that match? I don't know. That's uh, middle of July. I don't know, but I ain't I'm I haven't I haven't heard I got a ticket for for the suite yet. So I'm trying to get them a little bit of the headway so they know. I don't know if they have the suite. I think they saw the suite, but I know last no, time they, they still like, had the suite. They, they had the suite. trying to like sell the tickets, or I don't know what they I saw. The, I was watching the game last night, the little Atlanta United game, bro. And that suite was dead empty, bro. I July know Wednesday, 15th. I know it was a Wednesday night, but that suite was dead empty, bro. There was about six of them in there. So I don't want to hear it because even if y'all selling the suites, y'all obviously ain't swelling, selling out the whole suite. So all <laughs> I know is me and my belt better be there in the suite this year. Or no more, or there will be no shout out number three out of my mouth. Yeah, I'm. I would love to be there too. I, I'm down. I'm down. That's in the next month. But, uh, but yeah, well, let's let's get with Eddie. Eddie's Eddie's the connector for that. So he's always the guy that hooks it up with him and Chris Chris Wedge. So uh, we, we might have to 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 do some inquiring. Mike got a shout out, my man. Yeah, got uh, a good one and a fun one. Uh, good one. Shout out to uh, shout out to Mikey Holiday, uh, U twenty uh, youth national team, uh, doing well in the World Cup. They now made it into the quarterfinal. They play Uruguay on Sunday. Uh, he was an alternate. He got called in late, uh, and he's factored in. Played in a couple games so far. Started two, I think. Um, come off the bench in a third. Uh, so those. Those boys are cooking down there, man. They're the only team right now that's won every single game and has not conceded a goal yet. Um, so impressive. And uh, as always, a third shout out is um, uh, or, or second shout out is Kinkos, man. They're we're, uh, both of our rivals, keeping them busy. Uh, obviously, talking about the recycled TIFO that printed by Kinkos that uh, Inter Miami used while we were down there last weekend. Uh, yesterday, it looks like there was another Kinkos TIFO that got used by Atlanta. So. Uh, shout out to Kinko's keeping everybody busy. Thank you, FedEx Kinko. I don't know if FedEx still those. I just show my age a little bit there. No, you're, I'm pretty sure they do. Whatever, they probably just manufacture them. They might as well be FedEx Tinkos, T folks, You know what I was going with that, but uh, alrighty, boys. What are we, an hour and 25 minutes in? Casual. I was, I was closer than you guys were. Just for the record, told you we got an hour and 45. Price is right, rolls. Content somehow. It's the Atlanta match, man. Post-Atlanta match, I feel like it always goes an hour and a half just because it hits a little bit deeper. You know, if we would have won, we probably would have kept it to an hour. Yee! You know, been mm, clapping around. No, happy. it would have been 90 minutes of happy. Yeah, maybe. I don't I don't know. But uh, as always, y'all, we appreciate everybody for listening uh, and supporting. 
uh we had a, a record listen number on the den after dark this week and uh and and we it, you know can't we can't say it enough i say it every week uh you know our appreciation for our listeners is is through the roof uh we you know not to say we wouldn't do it without y'all because we are crazy we are psycho and we probably would but uh you know you definitely give us a lot of motivation to to continue it and to uh to keep it going and uh and you know to 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 be the hopefully the number one podcast for Orlando City for the fans by the fans it's always been our thing we are always fans uh we don't let any sort of uh you know any anything get in our way of that and uh and you know that's what we do it for we we try and be the voice that that you guys are are feeling too and uh and when we don't have it or when you differ we we love to hear those opinions too and, you know that that's what this is all about so we appreciate everybody for uh for listening and always supporting us uh, and we hope you guys love the content. And uh, anybody else got anything else to say? Yeah, I, I, I'm i going to piggyback off that a little bit. I love hearing people on Den After Dark. I don't always talk on Den After Dark, but I love to tune in, if nothing else, to hear Alex go nuts. But I'll ch- chip in and get to listen. But I would love to hear people's thoughts during the match a little more. Would love to hear people on Twitter and Honestly, let us know where you're talking, because if it's not on Twitter, if it's on if it's on even Facebook, Instagram or somewhere, some other new social media in this weird time of expanding social media as we kind of as there's kind of a divesting away from Twitter, we want to hear from you guys. So if there's anything anywhere you guys want us to be talking or Anything you guys want to hear hear about, would love to hear from you guys. And we always love talking with people, even when it's a hearty, hearty, good old soccer debate, because it's nothing better than being on the Internet and talking soccer. Just it's it's a good time. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if we next year maybe can expand the Den After Dark somehow by using a platform that would allow us to uh, share not only on Twitter, but also maybe on facebook or youtube i don't i don't know and who knows maybe even live shows who knows i don't know if we could do all that but we've gotten pretty good back in the day cleon you remember we there ain't no how many times we used to restart a show sometimes three or four times at at least uh, yeah bro it was it was insane (laughs) well that was was more the that was a bunch of people in the middle of a bar i will still never forget the one where we ranted and raved for like an hour 30 only to find out at minute one hour and 42 minutes that no one pressed record bro oh and my what? god and then y'all Not said you want to go again y'all said oh you want to go again and <laughs> exactly I, just looked at, I just looked at y'all in the face and got up and left Absolutely. I was about to did say, you just what... not say a word you just walked out of the bar and no left? i just got up and left but the thing that's crazy is then even after we got up and left, by the time everybody got out, I was still in the parking lot. And then me and Eddie stood out there and and, and complained some more for another 30 minutes in the parking was, lot. You got to take out your phone and just record that. That's content. Oh, man. The f- oh, sorry. Part of my own. <laughs> There. Right. an hour and a half in. you're allowed you're allowed one you're allowed one to make it pg-13 you're allowed one so He's already sworn twice what are we talking about no you're allowed one f-bomb f-bomb makes it pg-13 <laughs> so, two is uh, rated r two we were, rated r. We, were, we were talking about the old summertime sadness days and it just did 
it flowed through me. I'm sorry. Oh man, I'm gonna have to bleep this, that this out. This podcast grew out of the summertime sadness. Oh my god, it was gosh. fortunate. I was gonna ask you that, Cleon. I was gonna say, and you remember what we said right after we realized we couldn't record? We said, "You want to go again?" <laughs> Absolutely not. I didn't even answer y'all, bro. Just looked at you dead in the face and got up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we've gotten better since then. So, but Mike just reminded us again why we can't go live. So, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. It's it's an hour and a half in. So we're playing if, New York this week. I'm from there. I had to speak the language of the people. Anybody that's crazy enough to listen to us for an hour and a half probably ain't gonna get too mad about one little f bomb at the very end. So, especially when a team in New that says they play in New York plays in New Jersey. Mike's gonna have to release one of his public statements oh, again. God, I gotta put another. <laughs> I gotta put another notes apology out there. <laughs> Uh, all right y'all we appreciate you guys for listening uh thank you guys for putting up with us we hope you guys enjoyed it and uh we will be back on saturday night for the den after dark uh right around 10 10 15 like we always start and uh we hope to hear everybody there we want to see everybody talk everybody comment any comment we read in uh when you uh we, we let all everybody speak you know all around we had jake back on you know from from england so we get everybody from around the world really so Love you, we hear you guys too uh, yeah, shout out to Jake, the, the the Gordy Lion. His team Newcastle will be playing in the Champions League next year. So I know, I know it's been an awesome, awesome year for him. No matter how much Orlando City's letting him down, that's got to be a fantastic feeling for him. So uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you guys so much, and uh, we will see you next week on Orlando Lions Zen Podcast. Vamos Orlando! Out of here, vamos. Thanks for joining us this week on the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Don't forget to follow us at Orlando Lions Den on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week in the Den.